This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, it's me, Lawrence Gunther, host of Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther, heard on AMI-audio. I love exploring the great outdoors with my guide dog, and I want you to be just as comfortable exploring your community and beyond. Check out my show for the latest outdoor accessibility tips, tech, and insights. Listen to Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther wherever you listen to great podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. With me this week, I've got Sean Priest. Hello, Sean. Shush, I'm listening to the news. <laughs> oh, not you as well. Please. We're all doing it. No, we're more. all doing it. Okay, maybe we are watching it. I think there's a, there's a few million ballots loose around this particular house uh, that seem to be needing counted, it would appear, as we uh, go oh, no. to air. Uh, have we got, uh, let me just check in with Mark Aflalo on this one. Do we have a president of the United States as yet? Uh, I mean, we do, but it's just not a new one yet. We're still stuck with the old one um, at this point in uh, in the race. If you'd like, we could just stop the cop, stop the show, and just uh, put CNN up. That that, that <laughs> could work. That could work fine. Uh, I mean, everyone else is probably watching it anyway. Let's be honest about it. But look, if you are looking to get away from the news, uh, we will certainly be doing that because we're not going to talk about. It. Donald Trump or Joe Biden or anyone else or election rigging or whatever the theme is of the day. Uh, instead, we've plenty of other exciting stuff to talk about, inclu- including uh, the ABC of USBs. Uh, what? Right, okay. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, also, uh, we've got your feedback and the return of possibly one of the greatest features I've ever come up with. Nope, still no idea what he's talking about. No, no uh, not a clue. No, but what we do have is a fantastic feature called What's in Your Drawers? Yeah. Yes, guys. Yeah. It's back. I've uh, missed this. It's not, it's not because we couldn't think of anything else, and it's not because Apple haven't uh, dropped something new for us to talk about. Instead, we just thought we would uh, do this. No, it is uh, one of my favorite things to do because uh, I, I think all of us together have so much stuff in our drawers. Um, and my drawers this week are bulging. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to get into that a bit later. Uh, you'll, you'll know why. You'll know why a bit later. Um, because it is, you know, it is absolutely ridiculous. Some of the things I found this week in the drawer that I thought I should share with you. Um, the fact that they're in a drawer is actually scandalous. Uh, so, yeah, look, we're going to talk a bit about that later. Um, but we've got to start with the big news of the week. Uh, we heard that Apple have another event coming up. Yay! Am I the only one excited about this? Come no, I'm on. excited about this. I'm Thank very you. excited about this one. Thank you. Right, okay. So we've got, uh, what is it called? One more thing? One more thing. One more thing. What could that be? Mm. Mm. They brought out the iPhones. They brought out the iPad. Yeah, 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 we've yeah. got the HomePod Mini yeah. now. I know what oh, it is. Oh, I know I know, what it is. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
Apple yeah, glasses. Apple glasses. That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking that it might be air tags. You know, John Cross oh! has got to be right one of these days. Um, so, yeah, possibly it's going to be uh, air tags. No, of course it is going to be Max. It's going to be Max with the silicon chips in them. Uh, Mark, are you going to buy one? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'll Mac'd out oh. for the next uh, two to three years. <laughs> Is that your credit card or the? No, no. I, I, I mean, up? I'm, I'm still. I lease my computers, so I've got another two and a half years to go on my, uh, or two years to go on my laptop, and I've got three years to go on the Mac Pro. So I'm done, done, done on the computers for a while. Right. No, no, no. I'm calling it right now that Mark will get one of the new ARM Macs. I, I'm not. I know. I mean, I'm, I'll probably get it to play with it, but return it. Well, well. I'm going to shock you guys. Yep. Uh, well, maybe, maybe I'm not going to shock you. You decide. Um, I'm not going to buy a new iPhone this year. I've decided that. Not Ooh. buying a new iPhone. I was planning to buy the iPhone 12 mini. That was what I was really intrigued by. I got, oh, my, I got, got my wife the iPhone 12, right? So not the Pro, but just the iPhone 12. And I thought, what I'll do is I'll get her that. Yeah, well, I'm a lovely guy. And well I, I thought, right, I'll get, well, you know, I've managed to get a few quid in the bank from, you know, other stuff I'd sold. Um, so, yeah, well, it kind of worked itself out. Um, <laughs> But that sounds dodgy. It does a bit, yeah, yeah. No, no, perfectly legal selling. I mean, I don't okay. sell much. That's that's why my drawers are so full, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, I tend to be one of these people who keep stuff. I have, you know, it should really be Word. what's in your loft. That's really what it should be called, yeah. um, because it's more like that, to be honest, the amount of stuff that's in this house. So what I do is I don't sell. So I did start selling some stuff, and that's where I, I decided I would use the money, buy my wife a nice new phone. But here's the thing. I thought I'll get myself a brand new iPhone 12 mini. That's what I really wanted. I thought this is going to be nice. And when I got my hands on the iPhone 12, I wasn't that impressed, if I'm totally honest. A lot of people are raving about the design, raving about how nice it is and how lovely it is. And it's much nicer to hold. It's got much thicker uh, build to it, much more substantial build. So, you know, a lot of people like that. I just found it a bit unwieldy. Maybe the smaller one will be nice. I'm, as I said last week, I'm probably terrified to touch the thing because if I do, I'll want it. But I don't know. So I've decided what, instead, what to do instead is to bring my 11 Pro back to life because there's nothing wrong with the 11 Pro that I've got. And you know what, guys? I'm all about the environment. So I'm not throwing it away. I'm not getting Such rid of it. Hang on a second here. Hang on. I've got a quick question for you. Mr. Environment. Yes. What is going on in your backyard right now? Um, <clears throat> nothing. Just, just a, just a. So he's a little ripping bit. out his garden. Just a little bit to of replace garden it with an artificial one. <laughs> Again, it's because it's, it's good for, for the, the environment. environment. Okay, okay. Well, you know, grass growing is bad for the grass. environment. Plastic I read that grass. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's much better for the environment. Facebook yeah, told way me more that. absorbent, I guess. So, yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Uh, 11 mm. Pro, so it's been doing what What there? It's been sitting on the side just kind it's of... It's in the drawer. It's one of the it's drawer. It's in the drawer. It's in the drawer. I was using my iPhone SE, which I like. Uh, but uh, I've no... What happened was a friend of mine said, look, I want to get an iPhone SE. Can I buy your old one when you buy a new iPhone? And I said, yeah, no problem. Sure. So I've now promised this guy that I'm going to sell him my iPhone SE. And I feel bad that I, I, want, I, I don't want to turn around and say to the guy, no, I'm not going to sell you it. So for I'm that reason... Die. I don't want to let him down. So for that, again, I'm a nice guy. You and thinking of the environment, 
Uh, I don't want to just throw it in the bin. So instead, of, I thought I'll just toss my SIM card into my iPhone 11 Pro, and voila. And that's what I've done this week. So, yeah, of course you, you should. I mean, wh- why don't you want the 12 then? Just because of the design. You're so shallow, aren't you? <laughs> you d- I mean, uh, well, what I- about the extra functionality of the 12? Well, I'll be Such honest. As, so this um, this week, yeah, well, I was going to say which which functionality we're talking well, about. Well, there is one thing. Um, there is one thing that came out this week. Mark, actually, you, you read this story. You passed it on to me about lidar. Yes. Um, and how because I, I kind of I know for we we all know for a while that you know when you use a camera on an iPhone and with iOS fourteen and iOS fourteen point one in particular. There's a new feature that's come along where you can, you know, put, if you've got voiceover turned on on your iPhone, when you go into the camera app, you can tap the screen and at different points it will tell you what it can see. Um, so you've got that functionality. But there's new functionality, Mark, that's gone into the iPhone Pro lineup, the iPhone 12 Pros, that have got that LiDAR sensor. And it gives you just a little bit more functionality using that LiDAR sensor. Is this where I'm supposed to come in? This and is the bit that you would sort of say what that is. Yeah, that's what right. what that is, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I said I'd read the article, they, they, and I will read it, I promise you. I they will they read call it, it um, AR-enhanced people detection, and it's um, it's an accessibility feature, and the, and the purpose of it is to help people who are blind or low vision uh, navigate. So uh, I'm quoting here an article here from Stephen Aquino uh, for Forbes, who says this type of application is particularly well suited for the LiDAR sensor in iPhone 12 Pro. The goal is to help the visually impaired understand their surroundings. Examples include knowing how many people there are in a checkout line at a grocery store, how close one is standing to the end of a platform at a subway station and finding an empty seat at a table. Another use case in this era of social distancing, obviously, is software can tell you if you're within six feet of another person in order to maintain courtesy and safety. Users can set a minimum distance for alerts, say six feet, um, as well as having an option to use haptic feedback to deliver those notifications. There's also audible feedback. If the person is wearing one AirPod, they'll be notified when they're in close proximity to a person or whatnot. People detection is fully compatible with voiceover, Apple screen reader technology. I mean, this upends it a lot for me because I, you know, was saying for a long time, buy the iPhone 12 mini, it is the blind iPhone, it is the new blind iPhone. Obviously, you don't get Touch ID, but yeah. I don't know now. I'm thinking iPhone 12 Pro, that LiDAR sensor. I mean, immediately starting to see benefits, Sean. I mean, I, I didn't think we would see any features that would benefit blind people for a good year at least. No, and right no, off the bat, we're getting a feature. Well, is it? I mean, what is this? Is this part? Of, did you say it's part of the camera app, or is this a separate? No, app it's an access, it's an accessibility. It's called people detection, and it's it's part of the accessibility features on on the new phone. It's I don't see it available. It's on, it's on iPhone iOS uh, fourteen point two, isn't it? That's been released. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward on my iPhone eleven Pro now, and I don't see it here. So I'm wondering if it's specific to those devices with lidar. Because yeah, it, it, it yeah. seems to use this lidar sensor. Doesn't well, so it? I guess well, I guess it would be available on my iPad then, wouldn't it? It would, yes. Ooh, yeah. It would actually. Test yeah. it out. Come on, dig it. Actually, out. That's a point. Well, that's... I've got I've got an iPad Pro here. Yeah. Oh, now you're excited. If only I had done so research. Ne- I, do you know? I need to. One day I'll I'll learn that I must do research before we do this. Um, so next why? week we'll have a full demo of that working <laughs> on Stephen's iPad. Is that, the, is, is, is that along with the Facebook portal one and yes. uh, everything else I've got to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly what we thought would happen with the LiDAR. That's the accessibility well, we hoped. uses. We, yeah, exactly. But you are right. I mean, to, to come out of the, the gate with this is really cool. And hopefully yeah. it will show the third-party developers, you know. I, I do think of that app Clue, which 
really was. Um, I don't know, it was mind blowing actually the way it worked. Um, so it, it, for those who didn't know, this was a indoor navigation app. It could it could essentially you could set a route with it indoors. And then That's it would right. take you back the the way you came. So this just yeah. in, it's, um, you could find people detection by tapping on the people icon on the far right of the magnifier toolbar. Um, of course, they, you know, hmm. ask me how to turn on the magnifier toolbar. Oh, you're sighted. What do you know? But look, don't worry about that. <laughs> we, we'll get this sorted. <laughs> well, we use this a lot of things, but we'll, we'll figure this <laughs> one how out. Do don't how do I use magnifier toolbar? <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because the magnifiers had a lot of updates. Today. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's a lot of updates. Magnifier. It was just a very simple magnifier, and they've put a lot more effort into it. I'll be honest; I don't go in there very often because I can't really see much with it. So oh. you know, I wouldn't have found this unless that was uh, that was pointed out by Stephen Aquino, which is which is great. Um, anyway, this was a long way round to explain uh, oh, what yeah. I Sorry, would be you're buying. Not getting an yeah, iPhone 12. I'm not getting the iPhone 12 Mini, but here's the thing: I probably will get a new MacBook because. Ooh. I am intrigued by this ARM processor. I mean, I know everyone's concerned about the speed and how this is going to work and, you know, will it be any good? I think Apple are going to bat this out of the park. Um, I don't know how far they'll be able to. I mean, obviously, you know, if it's a MacBook Pro lineup, then it's going to be great. There's talk of a, a MacBook. Oh, no, what's it called? The Mac Pro Mini? <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Just a tiny version of what you've got, Mark, which just well, sounds I, You know, hilarious. I think that actually, you know, it's funny. I have this conversation with, with Mitchell Woodfield all the time, which is there's there's no happy medium between the Mac Mini and and the Mac Pros. No, you're right. Or, the, you're or even right. the iMacs there. So there's just, it's almost like you want a Mac Mini Pro. Yeah, you do. And some say that the Mac Mini is the, the new version, the most recent one, is that. But because uh, you can spec up any way you want, but you're right. There just doesn't seem to be something that sits. You've got you've got your iMac, which is very expensive now, and seems to have gotten even more expensive over the years, even entry level. And and you know, okay, yes, you're getting SSD, solid state drive, which I think is really important. I avoided the iMac for years because of that. It really irritated me. Even with a fusion drive, it wasn't great. Uh, no. But but now, you know, I think yeah, there maybe is a category of something in the middle. You know, because the Mac Pro, I, I love the idea of the Mac Pro, but it's just way over what I need. Even the even the base model is just too far. It's five and a half grand here in the UK. Was that what's that again? Is that a million dollars in Canadian mark? Oh yeah, like that, mean roughly. It? I mean, this... it's at least that, isn't it? Yeah, a million uh, and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, th I think that that'll be really interesting. I, I'm looking at the MacBook Pro because I think that's what's likely to come first. Uh, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be intrigued. But the price I'll be looking at first, do obviously. You, I'll have to start do you selling honestly more stuff. think that it can it can um, equal the performance of the current generation Intel chips? If the rumors are to be believed, if everything that I'm hearing about this is that the A14X chip that's likely to go into this, yeah, um, that is going to be fast. And you know, will it be? I mean, they're saying it'll. This be is the, the same chip that's I9. in our phones, right, in our iPad. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's that's what's mind blowing. But that iPad chip is super fast, so I I I don't know. But I think, and certainly going by what, and this isn't what Apple is saying. This is what rumors are coming out that if it's rivaling an i nine processor from Intel, then you know 
it, it's going to be good. Yeah, but they always say that. If you look at the benchmarks, if you run a, a, you know, something like Geekbench, then if you look at the sheer numbers, it's the same or the equivalent of a Intel laptop uh, processor. But when you start running emulation to run the apps you actually want to run, mm. I'm not so sure. Of course, you're going to get the new uh, OS that will be... Uh, based on ARM CPUs, the Apple Silicone. And bear in then, mind, they are they are ripping up everything with that. They're doing what I'm doing to my garden right now, which is yes. know, <laughs> stripping the whole thing back to basics, and you know, putting in something much better. But they're doing um, that. Got, they're doing that for for the Intel Max too. Yeah, I know that. But but you know, compare this to Microsoft. You know, Microsoft, who are still trying to drag along this dinosaur of Windows along with it. And, you know, they're not recreating it for ARM. They're just trying to make it work, make it fit, you know, pushing. It's like me trying to get all my Amazon boxes into that cupboard in the hall. Um, just keep pushing and pushing until eventually the door does close. Um, and that's the problem here. You know, we really have a, a you know, that, that's why I think the Surface Pro X, which I was really quite intrigued by, You've seen it, Mark. You think it's a nice-looking machine. It's a very attractive-looking device, very functional. You know, physically designed. Physically, it's absolutely, yeah. absolutely beautiful. It's very reminiscent of when um, when the iPad Air first came out. Um, not this current generation, but the last generation, where it was really, really thin across the board. But performance-wise, I mean, I couldn't run the, the couple apps that I needed to run. Yeah. But I, I don't think, again, I don't think we'll have that problem with the Macs. I think compatibility will be better. Look, what do I know? Nothing, simply. But, well, you know what? I, this is what I'm intrigued by, and this is what I'm looking forward to and why I'm looking forward to the event on November 10th. So, you know, we'll tell you all about it next week, and I'll tell you what I'm buying. And uh, if anyone wants to buy any old stuff of mine, um, then feel free, uh, because then it'll help me pay for this thing. What's uh, the phone number? Cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah. It's 844-971-1999. Um, now, if you do want to get in touch with the show today, please do. I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts on all of this. You can leave voicemails, uh, get in touch with us here as we're live on AMI, uh, 844-971-1999. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the ABC of USBs. Is this a, this is a Sean exciting. thing, I'm guessing. That oh, sounds, sounds really absolutely exciting, Absolutely boring as anything. I can't We'll talk about that. Also, we're going to find out what's in your drawers. <laughs> you can uh, tell us your thoughts on that as well. Details on how to contact us coming up. <laughs> Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. So, uh, this week I've been buying again. Oh, it's just it's ridiculous. It really is. I've got to stop this. It's just getting ridiculous. Do you know, the neighbours are even starting to talk. and I mean, they talk anyway, but they're really talking now. Uh, it's getting to the stage where the guy, I'm now friends with the Amazon guy. Uh, he turns up and he's, he, he actually now opens the door and just says, Hi, Stephen, here's your parcels, and walks away. Nothing said. You gave him his own code, didn't you? It's just like, just. It's, yeah, I just gave him his own key. So just come in when you want, uh, just drop it off. Uh, this week I got two things. Well, actually, no, this is a, that's a slight lie, actually. I bought one thing this week. The other thing I've had for a while, I wanted to talk about it last week, and then I forgot. Nothing new there. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about two things. Okay, so first thing is I got the new Chromecast with Google TV. Oh, nice. And the thing here is I wanted to test out TalkBack on it. 
Is it going to be any use? Is it going to be any good? Um, look, short answer, buy an Apple TV. I mean, come on, guys. Just buy an Apple TV. Oh, Don't waste your time. Don't buy an Apple TV. Just wait to get a smart TV that has Apple TV built in. No, but you see, those aren't as accessible as the Apple TV boxes. That's the point. You see, this is my thing. If you're blind, yeah, buy an Apple TV box. Uh, or uh, maybe a Samsung TV. Or maybe an LG or a Sony oh, telly. Yeah. Um, but Google TV with the Chromecast built in. You know what? Just if you want, if you're really hell-bent on having one of these things, just get the Chromecast. I'll, I'll, I've got about ten of them in the house. I'll, I'll send you one. Uh, just get that. terrible review, Steve. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've gone through it. Trying to turn top back on was the first challenge. Once I got that done, thank you to Ira for that, by the way. Fantastic support, as always. Um, we got the top back turned on. She's quite sluggish. You know, the, the voice is quite sluggish. It's not very responsive, mm. very verbose as well. Lots of interruptions over programs. Um, it just all felt a bit slow. And it's strange because I don't get the same experience with my Chromebook. I don't get a huge experience like that with TalkBack, although TalkBack on Android phones is quite verbose, as we know, Sean. Um, yes. So maybe that part is, is true, but certainly far more speedy. So I don't know what kind of processor this thing's got in it, what kind of power it's got, but it, it felt like a, a beefed-up version of the Amazon Fire Stick, which is generally awful with voice for you. Um, and I know I, I'll get I totally calls about this. I know, I know calls, exactly I know. what you mean. Every time I'm, I'm trying to quickly go through, it's something like Netflix, right, where you go through the different carousels that are there. Any sort of lag drives you crazy. And I, yeah. on the Fire TV stick, yeah, I just don't use it because of that. And if, if the Google TV is the same, it's, it's just that extra hit of system resources that the screen reader takes. If it makes that difference, then it's just frustrating to use. Yeah, that's right. And and that's the problem. You know, if you're using this as a sighted person, you'll think that the Amazon Fire Stick, the Chromecast with Google TV, even Apple TV, is great. In fact, you'll probably look at all those three and you'll think, well, why would I spend the extra on the Apple TV? Because the Fire Stick and the Chromecast with Google TV is brilliant. But the reality is that when you turn on these accessibility features, it really does eat into the power on the device. And the only one that has got the power in it is the Apple TV, which I've got to say is probably the best and most accessible box out there for every app that is built into it. And I'm talking specifically here about TV watching apps, not games or um, maybe some of those third-party apps you get that you can download from the App Store. I'm talking mainly here about Netflix, Amazon Prime, you know, whatever the local channels are in Canada. Uh, you know, you, you have Brave lots of different... And yeah, all the yep. is it CTV, yep. um, all these things. So all these different apps will have you know accessibility built in for the simple reason that they're all designed the same way for the Apple TV. Apple has its own design, essentially its own format that the apps have to follow, and that's why ever because one's accessible, they're all accessible. So. That makes it brilliant. The Chromecast with Google TV, you know, some of the third-party apps, not very responsive. We had this issue with the Amazon Fire Stick when it came out, and we're having the same issue here, and we're talking a good couple of years on. I'd say the Amazon Fire Stick is a little bit further forward, but not much. So, you know, if you are looking for that fully accessible experience, you want the Apple TV, and I know I sound like a fanboy, but I don't care, because I wouldn't lie to you. Well... I mean, let, let, let's be a little bit fair here. For the price, no. is it an option? Look, because it is accessible, it may be sluggish, 
but it is accessible out of the box once you figure out how to turn that on. How did you Not turn out it on, the box, Stephen? No. <clears throat> well, I had to go into, well, hang on. I had to get Ira to help me go into the settings to find the top back turn on button to press that. Uh, you know, it was a bit of a journey to, believe, to do that. I believe we're going to get emails. I, can't, I reckon there will be a remote shortcut to do that. Well, there may I'm well be, but it certainly wasn't obvious uh, yeah, off the off the, the bat. And, and interestingly, uh, you know, one of, when I put it out on Twitter and I said to a few people thinking of getting the Chromecast with Google TV, I was getting people coming back saying, you know what, I got it, I sent it back, ain't for me. Can't get it to work properly. And what I, when I can get it to, when I did get it to work, it wasn't a great experience. You know what, if you've bought one, tell us about it. 844-971-1999 is my number. Come on, tell me what you think. Uh, email feedback at ami.ca uh, because I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. But uh, you can also text that number as well, I should say, 844-971-1999. So, yeah, the Chromecast with Google TV. I'll pers- persevere with it a little bit more, try it out a bit more this week, but, you know, my first impressions were not good. Um, and, you know, I just immediately want to get my Apple TV back out again. That's the, the bottom line. Nothing's been it yet. I'm disappointed by that. Yeah. But the other thing I, I bought, which actually I bought a while ago, that I wanted to tell you about, was the Ember Mug. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah, I know. It's, it's your fault. Well, partly your fault, and, and my friend who I'm selling the iPhone SE to, it's partly his fault as well. Because, you know, he's blind, and he was telling me that he got this. And, you know, for those who don't know what the Ember Mug is, it is basically a smart mug. Now, how can you make a mug smart? Well, when it's in my hands, easily. Uh, but um, the reality is that this is a, an internet-connected mug. Um, it has a lovely saucer that it comes with that is its charging cradle. Um, I kind of like that. I love the saucer. You say saucer lovely, yes. Yeah, I again. do say saucer lovely. Yes, yeah, saucy saucer. Um, don't put the spoon in it or you'll burn your house to the ground. Just just warning you on that uh, because it is electrically charged. Um, but, uh, yeah. We're still talking about the saucer, right? We're still talking. <laughs> yeah, still the saucer. So the mug uh, connects to an app, as everything else does these days, and you can predetermine the temperature that you would like your beverage to be. Oh. So say, for example, you like your coffee at a certain temperature, or you've got a latte that you're going to pour yourself, uh, then whiskey. you... Whiskey. yeah, exactly. Um, can do cold, can only do hot. Uh, but yeah, Not so you whiskey. can... You, well, yeah. <laughs> so your rock, put it this way, your rocks will last long if you do that. Um, so, yeah, you can put your hot tea in this or your hot coffee, and it will keep it at a temperature for, well, basically as long as the mug is, uh, you know, is just charged up. Of course, you can put the, the beverage on the saucer, and uh, you can keep it hot that way. But, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely adore it. And it's weird now because when I go <laughs> when I go anywhere else, which is very rarely, but when I do go anywhere else and I get a cup of tea or coffee... I notice that it's getting cold, and I think, "What's going on? What's wrong here? What's, why is this? Why is this coffee getting cold? This is rubbish." And then I remember, I don't have my special mug, but the Ember mug is—it's um, not the cheapest, shall we say? Um, yes, frantically let's say that. Yes. Yeah, fr- frantically trying to remember the price. I did look it up actually, and then I've completely forgotten it again. I will look up the price for you though, because it is—it's pretty expensive from memory. Um, there's two sizes, Mark, isn't there? There's the what I would call the small and the big. Um, but, yeah, he's gone. He's, he's <laughs> lost interest. Yeah, you right, Mark? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember the word for the big one, but it's not. It's um, it, Because it, it looks more like one of those, uh, 
ah, oh, you see this? Well, I can't remember the words, but it's it is it's it's more like a one of those giant Starbucks type mugs. You oh, know, well, you, oh ones. yeah, that's right. Because there's two styles to this. There's the, the what you might call the travel mug, and then there's there you go, just the your regular travel mug. mug. Exactly. Yeah. So you, that's right, and, and actually, this is the travel mug is fairly new to the UK. I think you you've got that one, haven't you? I've had it for a while. My wife got it for me about three, four years ago, and this wow. is the biggest problem with the travel mug is that you forget it in your car and it gets all sticky and gross. And mm. but the cool thing, because the battery ha- it has the battery and it has the a ring around the bottom, you can actually adjust the temperature on the cup itself. You don't even need to pair it with the app. But they also did, by the way, Stephen, come out with a new. Uh, and you like a metallic collection of the ember mug Ooh. in the past couple of weeks actually and, oh, wow. uh, but I, I did quite like the uh the the bigger one because I could get a much larger cup of coffee in there and it would keep it nice and hot on the commute to the office that's right and you're traveling a lot where I'm not and so I'm at home and so my cup that I have is just a sta- it's a standard ceramic mug really that's what it is um but it's obviously got this smart tech in it. The 10-ounce version is 150 Canadian dollars. So it's not exactly cheap. I mean, let's be honest about it. Um, you can get a slightly larger one. I want to say 14-ounce. And for some reason on Amazon.ca, it's like 313 Canadian versus the 150. I think I'd go for the smaller one, to be honest. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you're right. There's the um, the temperature control smart mug, which is the travel mug. Uh, that's 179 Canadian, uh, and it comes. Oh, well, bargain. It, it's got a little charging saucer of sorts as well, saucer. I believe. A saucer, yes. Well, can so, I just be clear here? This is just something that keeps your brew warm. Yes, that's what we're yes. talking about. Yes, How much does that sort of money? Yes, yes. Are you, are you both crazy? What's the matter? Yes, just yes. make another Clearly. one. <laughs> Clearly, you got the answer right there. How many cold cups of coffee or tea do you have lying around your house? I, I do not You're know. telling me that you don't start a cup of coffee or tea and then it's cold after a half hour? No, because I drink it. I make it, then I drink it. That's, oh, that's he, what he, you do. Do you know what? He doesn't this have is the why teams you're awake meeting problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have the teams meeting problem where, you know, I immediately pour myself a coffee and then someone calls me on Microsoft Teams and then that's me for half an hour and my tea or my coffee is, is oh, dirt yeah, cold. This, this, it's like a warmed-up, stale brew. Who wants that? No, no it's not. It's not. It's, it's, a, no. it's a kept warm brew. Yeah, yeah it's awful. lovely. Does it do soup? I can see that. If you've got thermos of soup, that is might soup be warm, of Sean? Of course you could put soup in there. Well, If yes, soup is warm, then, I mean, then yes. How, how good is the heating element on it? How, how many... How many hours? I, I don't know, Sean. I haven't put a steak pie in it to try. Uh, well, you know, you maybe do. I will. You know, maybe we'll see if it keeps that warm. But here's the thing: because it's app controlled, really nice. You can set your temperature. Uh, it also works really well and more accessibly on your Apple Watch. It will even give you a little haptic nudge when your uh, mug is ready for you to drink at your desired temperature. I love it. Much better than a Chromecast with Google TV. Anyway, um, shall we talk about what's in our drawers? Because I'm conscious that this show is going to disappear and we've done none yes, of this. Yes, we're running out of time. I know. There's never enough time. We need more time. time! Mark, make it happen. Uh, make time happen, will you? Yeah, I'm working on that. My son's feverishly trying to build that time machine upstairs. Okay, excellent. No, no, but we don't want to go back in time. We don't want to do it again. Uh, <laughs> which Nobody is wants to know that. Please, no. no. Please don't. Please don't go back. Um, listen, you can tell us what's in your drawers. Um, be kind. It's a family show. Eight four four nine seven one nineteen ninety nine. We're going to delve into ours. Uh, right, Sean. What did you pick out of the drawer this week that you've not used for a while? Well, there's my old favourite 
is the Amazon Fire tablet. Because oh, here we go. No, 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 no. Listen. Listen, Mr. Google TV. Oh, it's all sluggish. I don't like it. Well, <laughs> the Amazon Fire tablet, right? It's the, a great price point, and it's a great bit of design. I mean, it's made really nicely. It doesn't feel plasticky or awful. And it's, it's, it's fine, but I've tried a few different versions of it. And every time I think, yeah, this is good. I can use this. It's accessible. Mm. It's got voice view in it and it works okay. But it always ends up just on a coffee table or in the drawer or in a <laughs> cupboard. And I never go back to it. And I can't quite figure out why. Is it because there is a slight lag to it? It's not a great performer. Um, is that the reason or is it because of the accessibility of the third-party apps, you know? Or, mm. which I actually think is more likely because I am an Amazon Prime member, the amount of audio-described content on Prime Video is not great, and more than that, it's really difficult to find. So it's a, it's a real, I don't know, it's a bit of a mystery to me because the price point is great, the hardware itself is fine, and as I said, it's a, a nice design, I just find myself always just throwing it down again. I don't know what it is. There's something about accessibility is there, but it's just not quite good enough. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Mm. I mean, I know um, you bought the recently the the, the latest generation, Stephen, didn't you? The, yeah, because I bought the Fire it? HD eight plus. Plus, um, that's the one. I don't know entirely what plus means because it meant nothing to the. <laughs> operating system or indeed the operating experience um it was just as sluggish as every other fire tablet i've used look do you know i mean the thing is we've got to be cautious here because not everyone can afford an ipad not everyone can afford uh, an, even an android tablet although why you'd buy yeah. one of those is beyond me um oh, come on now. see this is the exact point i was making about the chromecast with google tv it's an entry level you know at that price point it's not entry level it's not entry level. It's about half the price what's, what's, of an Apple TV. I mean, a Fire Stick is is entry level. It's, it's about the same price as a, a Fire Stick, isn't it? In 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 what money? <laughs> I can what, tell you whatever. any currency you want. It's like, whatever it is, it's a million dollars. That's what I'll tell you. It's a million dollars. Whatever it is, you're buying. Okay. All right. No. Sorry. Carry on. Okay. So you're a Fire Tablet Plus. Um. Yeah, I wasn't Are overly using impressed. stuff, I'm honest. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same boat. That's the problem. I'm in exactly the same boat as you. I, yeah. I get this out and I think, oh, this is good. And, you know, I use it for a little while and I try to be as positive about it as I can. Uh, and then I think to myself, you know, well, look, if this was all I could afford, would it be good enough? And, and for most people, especially people starting out, I think if you were wanting to learn how to use a screen reader on a tablet device, it would be good mm. to have this. But in fairness... I'd probably buy a second-hand, maybe a last year's iPad Air, or even oh, Apple the iPad. Again. What a surprise! Yeah, yeah, because you know the experience yeah. is generally better. <laughs> it is, though. I, I can't argue with you. It just is, and I, I think we've always we're always careful to say, well, you know, if you're starting out, or if you want to, you know, this is your first device, maybe. But then again, I'm cautious of people having that bad experience of accessibility mm. when it's not done well and thinking well actually i can't use this device we've, we've got to try and be positive here because you know in fairness to it I, I think what we have to say is and we do joke around a lot about this but 
I think seriously, Amazon have put a lot of work into this. They've done a, a lot of work trying to make their devices accessible. I'm sure some of that comes down to legalities and the fact that they just have to under certain rules and regulations in the countries they operate in. But yes. the fact is they're doing it and they're making it available. I mean, you know, the Amazon Fire Stick's got voice view built in. It's got magnification on it. It's got some high contrast text options. It's got those features built in, which is yeah. good. Um, I mentioned Chromecast. And you store with, it down. Yeah, sort of to distress. But, you know, <laughs> they've got the features in them. And if it's if it's at the price point, if it's in the ecosystem you want, because that's the other thing, a lot of people want to be. You know, if you've if you've filled your home with Google or Nest audio devices, then you're going to want a Chromecast uh, because that's going to tie into that. If you filled your home with Amazon Echoes, you're going to want a, maybe a tablet that goes with that, and that would be the Amazon Fire tablet. So, you know, it, it's not. It, it comes down to experience. It comes down to enjoyment and all of those things. But at the same token, it also comes down to what you've got in my case i've bought everything apple so my world is apple and that's the world i'm, I'm yeah i'm apple but yeah. saying that I got, i've got to say going back to the, the previous point there is that i can't remember the last time i used my apple tv either really i mean that's virtually that's my disgraceful. Joy. yeah because look, every day i use it every day yeah, me too. That, yeah, but you would. What I'm saying is, if I, I want to watch wow. <laughs> if I want to watch Netflix you or Disney would. Plus, I can just put it on my phone because I can listen to the audio described. I don't care about watching it. All your children. I'm, just, I'm listening to it. They're not children. They're in their twenties. Yeah, that's so. the thing. You see, see, when you have kids, it's a very different story. You mm. need to have these devices working on the smart TVs, and so, and it, you so know, the Apple true, yeah. TV is for children, is what you're saying, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, but it's ease, ease of use, right? You know, there's one remote, they go and they get everything they need. It's all there. You know, thankfully there are smarter televisions now that people can get all this content on. And that's great. But you know what? Those, those, those tablets are really quite good tablets, especially for young kids who are just, uh, you know, parents, they see the parents with an iPad and the parents don't want to go spend a thousand dollars to get an iPad for their child. Yeah, they get themselves true. a Fire HD for $99 on Amazon and it's a great tablet. Oh, and you know what? Take it back. No, Thank and you. and but you, you you make a good point. You know, if you're a if you're a, a mother or a father of a child with who's blind, then again, you want to be able to make sure that kid can access the same content as their peers and their friends are. And if you can do that, you know, especially if you've got two children, you know, that means you've got to buy it twice. Again, it comes down to cost. And I think that's the bottom line. I think it comes down to cost. It comes down to the ecosystem that you work in with, with these devices. So I can understand, I do understand why the, the Fire Tablet is in the drawer with you, Sean. I, I do get it. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's, not be, maybe let's not be too harsh on it. Maybe it's because I've got access to another device. Exactly. You know, as yeah. in my iPhone. If you though. didn't have anything else. Yes. You're a disgrace sorry. to humanity. Uh, Mark, what's in your drawers? You know, when you you prepared me for this segment, I'm like, let me literally go look at my Prepare. drawer and see what... Well, you said, you know, look in your drawers and find something. I found oh, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... See Sesame Street? Twelve phones. <laughs> Twelve... Wow. Phones. Are you in my house? Holding them all. Um, You've got them all. This is not normal. This is this is an issue, no, this right? Is this not, is a problem. This is not good. And here's the funny thing: out of the twelve phones, uh, here's an iPhone four, or you can call it an iPhone twelve mini. Um, another iPhone four, another iPhone four S. So three iPhone four S's, 
an iPhone can 7 I just, can Plus. Can I just ask, Mark, just, yes. just in amongst all this, can I just ask you, have you ever been uh, approached for maybe a story about your life, and was that story by any chance Breaking Bad? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Right, but, okay. but the funny thing is, as I do this, I realize I should really be sending these to CNIB or somewhere where they can use these phones and actually yeah, they, that, that, that fantastic uh, program you are a got, horrible yeah. horrible person but Mark. Yeah. I think I think there's uh, someone's <laughs> trying to tell me something in my life because you know they're trying to convert me to Android here I've got a TCL Android phone I've got a G7 don't do it Mark G7 ThinQ from LG I've got a essential phone which is now a, basically a collector's item because that company no longer they're exists gone. The Huawei P40 Pro, I mean, 5G, beautiful Oof. phone, spy phone, um, yep. and uh, spy the, phone. and the Pixel and the and the Pixel 4a. Maybe I should be using that. I, uh... mm. What is your main driver? My, my yeah, iPhone, you're... iPhone 11 Pro Max. That's so difficult, isn't it? It's hard. It's really, I really, honestly, I swear on my life and my children's. I I wish I had the willpower to make it out of the Apple ecosystem. For a phone, I wish I wish I had that willpower, and I just don't. And it's not only because I I use it and I enjoy it and I find it so easy to use, but every time I s- switch to Android, I I miss iMessage, uh, I miss FaceTime because my kids call me all the time on FaceTime, even if I'm in the same house. Quite honestly, um, and and I just find that there are so many things on the Android operating system that take so many more steps than an iPhone. See, it's, it's like the the Windows thing. Absolutely. You know, I love Windows, Windows 10. Great. I love Windows 10. Yeah. I think it's come so far, you know, but I can't do it because I can't hit spacebar on any file and preview it. Yeah, exactly. Why not? I've been going back and forth on this because I bought myself a, a Lenovo ThinkPad. It was a good deal. I don't know if it fell off the back of a lorry. I'm not asking questions. Lenovo, I know nothing. But <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, I, I got it on a good there. deal. I got a great price. I did. I got a great price for this thing. It was sold from a shop. I do have a BlackBerry Classic here, by the way. And a oh, I love those. And the original Motorola Razor. Oh. oh, throw some things oh, away, keep, man. Keep, no, keep, keep the Razor. That'll be worth money one day. I'm keeping all of this. <laughs> He is. I can't part with it. I just I can't part with it because I wish I would have kept some of the analog phones that don't I had send, in my Don't day. send the Androids to CNIB because it, that's just unfair to, to blind people who would receive <laughs> no, them. That's, that's like they'll look at him and say, well, this guy's just playing a game with us, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Send some iPhones. Um, but no, I mean, honestly, I, I, I've had this issue for a long time. I have Lenovo uh, ThinkPad. I love it. It's a really fast, super machine. You've got one as well, Sean. Um, it's beautiful. It is a great machine. But I just keep going back to my Mac every time. I just go back to the Mac, back to the Mac. And, yeah, I just I, I find Why? it hard. Maybe maybe I have a problem. Maybe we've got a problem, Mark. Is it just us? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's just <laughs> us because I, I know lots of people have similar issues. You know, um, I've got to tell you what I found in my drawer this week. Uh, What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going down that route, are we? It's only, how many oh, weeks into this? We right, okay. Um, a laser printer i mean okay what <laughs> in a drawer how big is your drawer yeah well it's like one of those kind of filing cabinet drawer things right and obviously some Still? some point in my life I you thought, didn't realize it was there <laughs> no it was behind some files so I, I pull forward the files and there is a laser printer that, that's where that thing went so i needed to print something this week uh, so i pull out the laser printer and i'm thinking to myself you know i'm going to use this and i i, I love this machine and as much as I love it, and as much as I think it's brilliant as a printer, it's utterly useless. Do you know why? Because it's USB only. 
<laughs> Who on earth works with USB only anymore? Why is it it's not connected to an app? It's not on Wi-Fi? It's not smart? <laughs> Useless. And as much as, as, and as brilliant as it is, great printer. Printing quality, amazing. But you've got to plug it in to an actual computer. If I decide... <laughs> plug it in, you've got to walk up to it, press buttons... It's yeah. like the Middle Ages. Because you know, I've got another printer here. I've got, a, a, I think it's an HP, I don't know if it's an HP Envy or what it is, to be honest, but it's an HP printer, uh, just a standard laser jet, and it's connected to the internet. And I, I print everything from my phone. I rarely print anything from an actual computer these days. Yeah. Everything's it's usually Amazon like returns. Everything else. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> it usually is. Um, so for that reason, I'm always, you know, I'm always having to go from the phone. So, I, so as much as I love it, I'm afraid I'm probably going to have to get rid of it because it's kind of past its, its time. It's Unless you know someone who needs a paperweight. Exactly. Or <laughs> someone who, you know, <laughs> is obsessed with old tech. Anyone to know? Uh, old <laughs> anyone? tech, USB. I mean, come on now. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Lots of people still have a printer next to their computer. I don't know. It's interesting you say that, though, because I've been looking at laser printers because I am so sick of paying those prices for inkjet cartridges. Though. Yeah. They are so ridiculous. You know what, Sean? It's so uh, difficult. You for say that now? Wait until you try to refill a color laser well, printer. Yeah, I was thinking that because you've got so <laughs> uh, many yeah. bits to fill in all the time. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some more about. Uh, uh, I, I don't think we're going to get to your feature this week, Sean. How long is it? Five minutes. Ah, oh, there's no chance. It's not going to make it in this week. Sorry. So, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about the ABC of USBs. Thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> we will get into your feedback, though, next. <laughs> Stick around. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, Welcome back to the barn dance. Hello. Uh, this is Double Tap. <laughs> Don't swing me like that, Stephen. <laughs> Sean, you're uh, stepping on my toes. do see do One day I will tell you the story of me going to a Scottish Cayley and being thrown out because of my behaviour. And all I did was dance. Anyway, shall we get some feedback? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get some feedback. Um, Okay, we're going to start off with Mark, who's got in touch uh, on voicemail. I did. Mark, you did, did you? Hi, bonjour. It's Mark Bayarjan in Montreal in NDG. Bonjour. And greetings to Mark, my neighbor, uh, down the road. Uh, I've got to say that in this case, the new theme is much better than the old theme. So mm. I would go with the new theme and drop the old one just the same way as I would drop the Touch ID, Stephen. Oh, right. You don't need it, really. No. As a totally blind person, that Face ID is amazing. Mm. The only thing it you is. can't do, of course, is wear it when you have a mask on, and we're in the red zone here in Montreal, so mm. in a lot of areas in Quebec. So you have to remove your mask if you want to use your face ID. Uh, And in those cases, the code works fine, I should say, the four-digit code, which I have set into my phone. Uh, My concern about the Mini, which I would never get because it's too small, is a battery concern. The battery is going to be a lot smaller than the one on the 12 and the Maxes. And uh, that would be my major concern there. As for the camera and stuff like that, 
doesn't matter to me. I use things like Seeing AI and other uh, products that are out there for the visually impaired and, uh, you know, to read text or to do barcodes and that sort of thing. So, like, you know, the 11 works great for me. And uh, I love the Face ID feature. As a totally blind person, I don't get it right. 100% of the time, but I would say for me, 90% of the time is good. Uh, I miss the fact that they're not including chargers in the boxes anymore. I think that just says Apple is interested in making more money and selling chargers on the side, and I think that sucks big time. <laughs> uh, one thing you guys haven't discussed, maybe because it's not out yet, is uh, Big Sur on the Mac. And also, I'm sort of struggling and on the fence between Windows 10 and the Mac because the Mac updates consistently everything, but I like driving the old Ford and Jaws. So, you know, it's something I enjoy, and I don't see myself getting away from it at all because I enjoy it so much, but it's nice to have both options with boot camp. It's a harder curve for blind people to learn the math. I get that. But if you can learn it as well, then that's a good thing, and there's no harm in learning new stuff. But I'm an old Ford kind of person and have a tendency to go back, and I'm even thinking about subscribing to JAWS. Take care, gentlemen. Great show on the radio. Great show on TV. Love it. Salut, bonjour from Montreal. Thank you, Mark, for getting in touch. Yes, um, I I can't agree with or uh, I can't disagree. I should say with any of that. Um, <laughs> so I does, can't agree with anything he said. So does no, Jaws I, have have a, a subscription model now? So it does in the states. Okay. Um, other countries, for some reason, haven't adopted this model. And are they updating it why. more frequently as a result, or is it still... Still sub- yearly. Okay. So you still well, what you got to watch it with your, your OS updates. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, you get a new version every year, and you've got to pay a license to up or pay for your upgrade to that license every year. It kind of is different in every country. Uh, but in the U.S., you do have this home user license option where you can pay, what is it, $100 a year, and yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, for the year, so that's, three that's installs. not too bad. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, sorry, three you get three installs. Yeah, as well. Which, it's which actually a get. good deal. It's a great deal when you consider mm. how much it's been and how much it still is in other countries. It's a great deal. Um, as for Windows versus Mac, I mean, we're back to that discussion we had before. Yeah. I'd say Windows all the way. Well, I love Windows as well. I'm, 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 I get exactly where Mark's coming from. Um, saying it earlier, I love using my Windows PC, but I always keep going back to the Mac. But it is a far a far bigger mountain to climb when it comes to learning with voiceover. You've got to, oh, you've got to acknowledge that. Um, not that JAWS was a walk in the park either, <laughs> if I'm honest. No, um, it seems to get more and more complicated, doesn't it? But Yeah. Uh, to, uh, Mark, uh, Marsha Yield's been in touch on uh, text regarding my purchase. I'm trying to find that one. Which one's Marsha? Uh, right at the end of your list. At the end of my list? Oh, look at that. The one that says, first of all, the mug is uh, for someone who has more money than brains. And then I bet you can't beat what's in my drawers. Nokia 3600. Their oh, idea of making a push-button phone that looks like a dial phone. Marshall Yale. Oh, that's right. Yes. I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Nokia 3600. 
Yeah, you should well. be on the show, Marsha. That was a, a great one. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, listen, let's get a message from Jeff who got in touch regarding that subject uh, a couple of weeks back about the four-sided cassette. Hello, this is Jeff Armstrong from Minnesota. I would just like to say that all cassette tapes are four-track cassette tapes because they have two sides and each side is stereo. That's how the four tracks are normally used. Uh, four track recorders. I feel dumb that now. The um, American Printing House for the Blind put out. They actually used left, right on one side and left, right on the other side to create those four separate tracks for monaural audio. And that's how it worked. Thank you very much for a good show and have a nice day. Thank oh, you for you that. too. Yeah, that, that, that makes it a lot clearer. Uh, Jeff is now going to yeah, be the new host of uh, Double Tap Canada going forward, I think. We are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, so let's, get, let's get an email from Simone in quickly, uh, because this might tie in nicely to next week's program, I think. Hi, Stephen and the team. I just found your podcasts and programs. They're great, and I'm very impressed, except for Sean. My question <laughs> is second. Uh, iMac uh, my, is my second iMac in 10 years has just died, and I'm oh. reluctant to buy a third iMac. I'm visually impaired and can read no text. I found the voiceover on iMac extremely clumsy and difficult to use. I was interested to hear your reviews of JAWS. I think I'll try JAWS on a Windows PC next. I did try NVD, a reader, but it seems a little clumsy as well. Any advice before I make my next purchase? Well, uh, no, I'll be honest. I think my suggestion to you, Simone, would be uh, think Windows first. If you're thinking of going Windows, don't think about JAWS. Think about NVDA, and I know Sean would back up that statement. In fact, you're going to be surprised amazing. I said that, aren't you? You're going to think, what is he? T- what? what happened to him? Yeah, what has happened to you? I thought you'd go Mac, to be honest. He fell on his head earlier today. Sorry? What? Nothing. What? He fell on his head earlier today. Nothing. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> you, you threw us there. I, wow. I, 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 I just feel like With I have a minute fallen to go, this is what happens. It all yeah, falls apart. <laughs> I know. But no, I would try NVDA or, or even Narrator. There I said it. Windows well, look, free screen reader, a lot better than it used all, to be. They, they all feel slightly clumsy anyway, don't they? You know, you've got that learning curve anyway. Yeah. So it does depend if you've got other Apple devices. Maybe the Mac's a great way to go. NVDA is great, though. Give it a, give it a chance. Can you speak any faster? <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were out of time. You heard the music. Sorry. You just don't to faster. Yeah. Uh, that is I it. I hate you lot. For maybe, double time. Maybe Canada next week we'll have a new president. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe me, maybe not. Eight four four nine seven one nineteen ninety nine. If you want to share your comments, as uh, people have already been doing so far, get in touch with us that way. You can call that number, leave a voicemail, or you can uh, drop us a text, as Marcia did, uh, or you can email feedback at ami.ca. Catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play DoubleTap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. 
Find Song of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.